0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the TSK Show. I am your host, Eric, the Duke of Sports Sklar. I am joined by my co-host, the one and only Mr. 360, Tyler Picholke, and, of course, co-host, producer extraordinaire, Jacob Gonzalez. Before we start the show, thank you so much for listening, everyone. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you decide to listen to the TSK Show so you can stay up to date on the newest episodes of the show. Don't forget to follow at TSK show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and follow all of us as well at the Duke of Sports, at Tyler Picholke, and at Jacob double underscore Gonzalez. On this episode of the TSK show, we're going to recap how we did in fantasy football as the playoffs for the TSK show fantasy football league start this week. We're also going to discuss the news of Arizona Cardinals defensive back Josh Shaw getting suspended for gambling on NFL games and everything going on surrounding that. Then we will preview week 14 in the NFL with the TSK Show Power Rankings, and we'll make our picks of the week for week 14 in the NFL. From the world of basketball, we will discuss the impact of the NBA's TV ratings being down, the new proposal to add a midseason tournament, and does Luka Doncic have the first LeBron James modeled game? All right, let's start the show. (laughs) what's going on fellas how we doing
1: how was everybody's thanksgiving good man and one word robust <laughs>
0: i feel like that's a eloquent eloquent way to describe uh Thanksgiving. yeah i
1: killed it man i felt like I, I i worked and and i got dinner in so it was oh it was jam-packed
0: double dosage
1: yeah get i mean good as any yeah
0: but uh you know thanksgiving the staples thanksgiving turkey stuffing mashed potatoes green beans all that
1: yeah we did an awesome bracket last year Thanksgiving. Uh, two years ago thanksgiving food
0: oh yeah we we should have done it this year but we decided to uh, take the week off and enjoy the enjoy the, the holiday. The, the
1: Cinderella story of the green bean casserole run. Well,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I still can't get over that because green bean casserole is trash in my opinion. Uh, no. Are you
1: a fan of green bean casserole,
2: oh, Jacob? no way, no way. Okay, I've had it a couple times, but it's not really like my uh,
0: go-to on it's Thanksgiving. Funny,
1: it's, it's funny because it's so prominent in my family that it's weird coming out here and people don't really know it
0: my dad just sauteed some green beans put some spices on it and that's it we don't really do a casserole we just have the green beans I'd rather have Brussels
1: sprouts (laughs) than have that okay you can can just leave see you ain't doing (laughs) it right you guys you guys are missing out you're not you're not doing it right
0: well anyway Thanksgiving is past we had a we had a nice little week off to enjoy the holiday but like always let's let's kick it off with some fantasy football
1: We, what a a dope league though, to, to start out. It's just like, there were, there were some that benefited and some that, that lost. Yeah. But overall it was a really dope league and it came down to the wire. Yeah. Um, On Monday night football, there was five teams available for the last two spots and all four of the, the playoff lock teams could exchange any position from one to four yeah so it was complete i mean the playoff structure was completely in the up in the air um great great league
0: yeah it came it came down to the wire like you said monday night football that that's what it all came down to and i needed to win in this last week against the defending champ chad to secure my place in the playoffs and i just couldn't get it done unfortunately
1: yeah that was uh that was a tough one it wasn't a blood either no it was a close game so there was a lot of close games that had a big meaning i mean my game was two five and seven teams um and ultimately two six and seven teams got in so a battle between two five and seven teams that's big implications to get to that six win mark and then um you know blake and chris's matchup i believe or Nico and Chris's matchup was a big one. Yeah. Because it went it took Chris from first to third, which loses a bye. Took Nico into the playoffs. Which knocked me out of the playoffs. A, which ultimately knocked you out. But it got his win, and that got him the bye, which is big time. You know, so great league. I, I can't believe I snuck into the playoffs. I started out 0-6. Um, you sneaky there bastard. Point, there was a point where I didn't even think I had a shot. You started giving up. You traded away you traded away one of your franchise players. I traded away Marvin Jones Jr and Juju Smith-Schuster for Odell Beckham.
0: And Juju Smith was your keeper this year.
1: Juju was my keeper and Marvin was having is having a great year. So uh you know Odell's been kind of a shaky player and I I traded him for next year. So yeah, I've come I'm coming up aces. Yeah. I'm ready to make a playoff run.
0: Well, I'm rooting for you. In the in the playoffs of the csk show there Fantasy we go. football league there we go i hope i get it done yeah now in the blue dog league you were pretty much secured in your playoff position right
1: yep i'm the i'm the on the one seed.
0: there you go so in one of my other leagues the league of fools i made the playoffs as the four seed so i got something going for me there
1: oh yeah i was i was gonna say there's uh there's three teams that i know of so i haven't talked to the other teams but there's three teams out of our six playoff teams in tsk show league that are first place in another league
0: that's so, crazy
1: so i know for a fact that me nico and blake are all first place in another league
0: that's insane well it, i'm first place in so, my so, third league
1: yeah so there's a that, that shows you the level of comp you know we got we got champs in every. Every round,
0: yeah. But in my in my third league, we haven't started playoffs yet. Week fourteen is actually the last regular season week for us, because only four teams make the playoffs in that league. But I am the number one seed in that right now, so we'll see. I ended the regular season in the TSK Show League with a record of six and seven. You ended with six and seven as well, but you made the playoffs.
1: So three six and seven teams, and you lost the points. Yeah, I don't want to rub salt in the wound, but that shows you like bench. Bench scoring points you leave on the board. That's how important that's how clutch our league is, though. That's how competitive it is. It's it goes down to points for and that's points you leave on the you know, it's uh, I just I'm just glad that the league turned out so well. I'm I know that you kind of it's a salty subject for you right now, but no, I'm it's it's a good league. No, it's a it's a great league, and it's like the 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 um the The wins and the play, the points for the playoff seeding was like big time.
0: Yeah, no, it everything mattered this year, and I think it was great. We've said it multiple times. Adding the individual defensive players that added an incredible twist into each week.
1: It, that it, yeah, it just test the knowledge every game. It's like something you want to like actually give try because you get a good gauge of where you're really at.
0: For sure, no doubt. But all right, let's uh, let's move on now. Because there's some pressing matters revolving a player from the Arizona Cardinals. And Arizona Cardinals defensive back, Josh Shaw, who's currently on IR, he's even yet to make his season debut for the Cardinals, has been suspended indefinitely until at least the conclusion of the 2020 NFL season. So that means all of this season he is suspended for and all of next season he is suspended for. Uh, he was suspended for gambling on NFL games. He can't apply for reinstatement until February 15th, 2021. Now, according to sources, Shaw bet a three-team parlay. On Part of that parlay was on the second half results of the Arizona Cardinals game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers that Sunday. On his parlay, Shaw bet against Arizona. So he bet against his own team, backing the Buccaneers to cover the second-half spread against the Cardinals. The Buccaneers failed to cover the second-half spread and the bet, which the sources say was for a few thousand dollars. He didn't end up winning the parlay because, obviously, with a parlay, you got to hit all parts of it. The NFL found no evidence that Shaw used inside information to make his bet or that any game had been compromised itself. As soon as it was known to Caesars Sportsbook, where Shaw placed the bet that Shaw was an NFL player and he bet on an NFL game, the Sportsbook contacted the Nevada Gaming Control Board, who then contacted the NFL, which then in turn launched an investigation into the matter shaw's currently appealing the suspension but i wanted to get your guys's thoughts on this because this is the first instance since the legalization of sports gambling where an athlete has been suspended on gambling games i want to know like is this the start of something where we'll see more players get suspended or get caught or will this one instance help deter athletes from gambling on sports while they're still active during their careers
2: i mean they should learn just from his mistake but Why the hell would you bet in general, though? That's my question. Why would you bet against your own team, too? I know it would be more biased if you bet against the other team uh, or on that other team. But um, why would you bet in the first place? To make money. I mean, you're an athlete, though. You should probably stay away from that. Well, you're supposed to. Yeah, you're damn
1: right you're supposed to. I think it just shows that more more people have been doing it and we just didn't realize it.
0: Oh, I yeah. yeah.
1: They just haven't been caught yet.
0: I mean, it's just it's so interesting to me that he was so I feel like he was just so blatant about it. He he placed it at the Caesars Sportsbook in Vegas, like
2: which his team didn't even know because when they went to his team they were like, Oh, well, we didn't know he was betting. Right. N- yeah. And and even betting against us.
0: So they didn't. They had no idea of it, which is very, it would, it would, yeah. Him betting against his own team—that that's the bad part. That's a that's a bad. Look. Well,
2: let's. Yeah, because one, you look shady betting against your own team, and two, you look shady
0: for betting in general. I think. Let's also not forget that Josh Shaw is also the same guy who, in college at USC, lied about jumping out of like jumping off a balcony and landing in a pool and like breaking both his ankles.
1: Yeah, I just think this guy doesn't have a good track record. He's on IR. He's not being... He's not under, like... It's not news to me. He's (laughs) not under a huge microscope, so he has a little more freedom. Well, he put himself under a big microscope now. Well, yeah, now. I I mean, he's obviously not the bet, you know, has the best judgment in the world, but, you know, I don't know. He probably would have made more money than he's making in the NFL, you know, making these bets. Or he just didn't think he would get caught because... I'm sure if he got caught, there's more people than just him doing it.
0: So, do you think this is a case of an athlete thinking they're invincible, like so many yeah, athletes yeah, yeah,
1: do? Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, but it's like good. Tyler it's said, not. though,
2: he wasn't even known, you know, as a as a big time player. But now you're known, but not for the right reasons, though.
0: Yeah.
1: No, nah, I mean he fucked up for sure. Oh, big time. Yeah, no, no, no doubt. He. But I, I to like answer your question, I don't think it's a, it's gonna deter anything. I think it's just like a first example of many things that come or if many things don't come out of it, it just means they're not getting caught i just think it's going down more often than we think it's not going down sports sportsbook though
0: yeah no i or, mean
1: or, or it's like it's it's going through other people yeah you know what i mean it's, it's most like smart it's, about
0: it it it's funny tyler and i we had this conversation when d'angelo russell got caught with weed at the airport it's another like dumbass. well i know yeah. but why doesn't your boy carry the weed onto the plane? Why doesn't your boy go to the that's sports why, book and go make that it. bet?
1: That's why it's a judgment thing. I don't really feel too bad about judging the guy. Yeah, for sure. Myself sitting from the outside looking in because well, I they think feel it's like, they
2: can do whatever they want.
1: That's well, bad yeah, judgment. Yeah,
2: you feel like once you've hit a certain status of, of being an athlete and you've, you know, have X amount of stars as far as like, I'm this good, I'm this known, that you can do whatever the hell you want. Now, this guy wasn't that known and he still did something stupid.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, it it was just interesting to me because, like I said, this is the first instance of a player getting caught since the legalization of sports gambling. And I know when we talked about it becoming legalized, Tyler, uh, on a previous episode, we were concerned about how it was going to affect the players and what players might do now that it is legal and would they find loopholes in the system. And this wasn't a loophole, obviously, because he got caught, but it's – Definitely,
1: yeah, no, I mean he he probably had good intel well no and and you well, Intel, in the sense of, like he knows the team and the and the organization and how they're you know play calling and and depth chart and you know matchups and all this stuff, and he was just a kid like, oh, I know they're gonna do this, you know, just like I would, he didn't have like some like secret, but he had like. He has good knowledge of the game and what's going on. He just felt confident about it. Probably just felt like he would go under the radar.
2: Yeah, but I'd have to agree with Eric though. If if he has good knowledge of the game, give that knowledge and information to a friend oh, and yeah. have well, him place the bet. Yeah, yeah. And his judgment yeah. call was really stupid. That's that he, where uh, that's
0: where we sit here and we don't feel bad about judging oh, his no, decision making. No, I don't feel making. bad at all.
2: It's like the whole and I don't want to get off on a tangent, but the whole D'Lo thing when he brought in, Come on. Really? No, it's a judgment call. Yeah, it's just horrible like, yeah, judgment yeah, call. yeah
1: no, it happens all the time. I mean, it's like athletes getting DUIs when, you know.
2: You you can hire a driver. Yeah. <laughs> like is, Ty it, Lawson, but, how many DUIs did he have? Like, like two at, or three?
1: At the same time, it's, you know, these guys are young. They're not. They're immature. They're they're learning. People make mistakes. Like but I said, they think they're invincible. That's why so you go it, to
2: a small city like Milwaukee you and you have nothing to do but just train and play in your sport. <laughs> Some some players don't have a choice in where they go. No,
1: no, I'm just well, saying it. All, all rookies don't at least. No, no, yeah, no. I mean, it's just it's a human factor. Yeah,
0: but all right, let's uh let's move on. Let's preview Week 14 in the NFL. Tyler, take it away. The TSK Show Power Rankings.
1: All right, my favorite part. Um, we're gonna start out same position at number 10, the Los Angeles Rams. Ooh, let's go. I'll keep them there because you know. They play. They had a good game last week. Jared Goff kind of came out, tried to show what he can do. Obviously, he's got. You know he hears all the chirps and whatnot. Uh, he knows people are questioning his talent. Um, but he did. He, he did what he needed to do last week. Get the dub, uh, move on. Um, get into the playoff run. They gotta. They gotta out. They gotta outpace a Vikings and a Niners team. That's pretty tough. So, they really got to take care of business down the road. And uh, they 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 still got talent. I mean, they're just having kind of a fumble year, a step back. Um, but I think McVeigh's good. I think the wide receiver core of the roster for the most part is pretty good. Injuries hurt them up front, so that's definitely like got to account for a couple losses. But they're still a top ten team. Yeah, no, I mean,
0: listen, they came out against a Arizona Cardinals team who's under five hundred. They have a rookie quarterback, a rookie head coach, and the Rams came out and did what they needed to do the the cardinals have been the little brother of the nfc west and they were treated as such
1: i, I well and I, I mean i still take the rams over the bills even though like buffalo's playing great um they got a great record but in the if it was like a super bowl matchup and it was this buffalo bills team versus the rams i've would taken the rams no doubt so um i keep the rams at 10 move it up to number nine i got the houston texans uh you know we just know, kind of same old song and dance D. Watt doing his thing carrying the team for the most part but I will say I think that the defense has kind of shown it's um I I compared it when I was watching them play I compared it to like uh Boston without Kyrie they've lost JJ lost to Davion and now all these guys can really like max out their efficiency or their talent and you can really see what these guys can do because they're given all these opportunities uh, there's no one else really make. Someone's got to make the play.
0: Next man up mentality is it's key in football. Yeah,
1: so it's it's. I think it's showing good coaching, uh, showing how good the league is and how great every player is. And you really shouldn't, in a team sport like football, just kind of go after one guy. Maybe they're forcing one guy, JJ and Davion, for the last couple of years, and their defense is playing great without them. So um, coming at number eight, I got Minnesota just took the l to my seahawks it was a great game though up and down felt like a blowout felt like a close game felt like a blowout uh, minnesota though they, i mean this is minnesota and san francisco are like two is two of the best wild cards i've ever seen uh, those top five teams in the nfc are tough so it's like vikings are still a super bowl contender i don't know if that uh i just you know how I feel about the Vikings, though. <laughs> I just I really can't get behind them um, as far as like a Super Bowl threat. Well, I think mostly the issue like, though is their
2: quarterback. Quarterback play. Well, oh, big time. I mean,
1: Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins has had question marks
0: surrounding his career, his entire career, and um, it's going to be interesting now to see what happens with Dalvin Cook with the shoulder injury. Don't know how much time uh, he's so, going to miss. All
1: right, so I played Dalvin Cook in the in the first round of the fantasy playoffs. So. Hey. So I'm looking for bad news there. Yeah, everything about their team I like
2: except the person at the quarterback.
0: Yeah, listen, I mean, as a Rams fan, I need Minnesota to keep losing. Just
1: doesn't look like it's gonna happen,
2: but they do have I, an easier schedule than the Rams. Well, yeah, but I
1: want to say they play I wanna say uh they play 49ers though. But
0: I'm not sure about
1: that. I, mean, have to I check. I, I, what no, this I, week? No, not this no, no, week. No, th- for still to come though. Still mm-hmm. to come check it out oh no New no 49ers play New Orleans I knew there was a big game there 49ers got New Orleans and Seattle and Rams left yeah and the Falcons watch for the 49ers well, it's at least one win oh for I, sure <laughs> I I think that I think that the 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 49ers are the better shot for the Rams to make the playoffs than um the Vikings the Vikings just they, they just look good they could be better than Green Bay. Uh, but I, I mean they have a better overall roster than green bay who is number seven
0: but they got the quarterback
1: but green bay's got rogers so they're 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 at number seven in front of minnesota they're as big of a threat as anybody no one wants to play aaron this time of year the cold weather team look and, what they uh, look what they did in new york against the giants in the snow yeah so it's like green bay you know how i feel about rogers aaron jones is out there uh devonta adams and, uh, Matt LaFleur is just letting Aaron do what it's do his thing. And it's worked all year long. So you don't want to play in Lambeau this time of year. No, you don't want to play the pack this time of year. Um, they're, they're definitely a threat to, to make a run at the super bowl. Um, and then coming in at number six, we got the San Francisco 49ers. Keeping that same energy. Yeah. Keeping my same energy, not a top five team, not a threat They're not a threat That's to win shit. Um, they're a promising young team, though. I mean, building your team around the D, D line, great quarterback. Um, I can only talk so good about the Forty All All right, shout out Richard Sherman. Well, it makes <laughs> one of us. I can't stand them. No, nah, I hate the Niners. Yeah, they're no, I think all three time. of us hate the Niners. Um, but they're balling this year. I can't deny that. Uh, I think I hate their
2: fans more, though. I think that's what it is.
1: Well, I mean, you're LA guys you and grew up without a football team, and so. Oakland San Francisco were kind of like the Cali teams there for a while unless you were just like a transplant
0: yeah but being from SoCal you could never root for those teams well yeah being,
1: being from that's, our that's generation like people it's like people coming being out. a
2: Dodger fan and you going for the Giants yeah no, 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 there's no way like,
1: that's how, that's how I feel when people approach me about the Blazers oh <laughs> and they think that oh Seattle's gone like you gotta go for the no fuck the Blazers like
2: but their fans are not that bad
1: no but I'm saying but. That, yeah. I'm saying that's how, like, you guys say I could never go for a Bay Area team just because they're, like, the closest in proximity or they're in my home state, like, Seattle left. Just because Seattle leaves the NBA, you know, Seattle leaves the NBA, I can't just go for fucking Portland. No way. Um, And then coming in the top five teams, um, I got Kansas City at number five purely because Mahomes is healthy. So um, I don't care what their record says. They're one of those teams where i can't really take the record for how good they are they still got so many weapons and it's they still got Mahomes, andy Reid. uh it's basically the same same chiefs team of old so uh, they're a threat to win the super bowl they could be the best team in the afc that i i could see the kansas city just coming out and destroying a team like baltimore and new england in the playoffs um but also i think that the ravens and the patriots are in a better position right now so i'm going to keep chiefs at five Coming in at number four, I got my Seahawks. A Big time win on Monday Night Football against the Vikings.
0: They needed it. Being able to to get to ten and two, and then have the tiebreaker over San Francisco to bump yeah, 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 bump them to sure. the five position. Oh, it's looking real good for them.
1: Yeah, like I said, we can we control our destiny, so it's all good. And we got the Niners one more time this year to kind of prove it one more time. Um, but yeah, I mean, Russ playing at MVP caliber uh p carroll just the whole the whole culture is built in there we're one of those teams where we are who we are we're gonna win games just like in an ugly way but we're winning them uh number three i got new orleans you know what's there to say about that drew Brees, sean payton 10 and 2 michael thomas could be a dark horse mvp candidate i don't think they'd
0: give it to a wide receiver but no but he's I mean, played he, great he's year. putting up I historic mean, not, numbers yeah yeah number yeah
1: number one fantasy receiver over this year last two years last three years he's the guy and then you know our boy drew Brees is run the show with sean payton so um they're definitely like a big time nfc favorite right now but uh seattle's coming and then i got here's the mix-up top two baby uh we got the same guys always at number one but tonight they're coming in at number two New England Patriots is this the first time they've been number two this season
0: okay this season okay
1: Yep. this year this is their first number two spot um coming off a loss Ravens are just so hot I got Ravens at number one I just think Ravens are the team to be right now they're the hottest team it's not they don't necessarily have like the great legacy the great past but as far as this year right now is today Baltimore's number one, New England's number two.
0: Yeah, and I think what's crazy is is we've waited all year, and, I mean, yes, there is still some time left, but we've, we've waited all year for someone to try and figure out how to stop Lamar Jackson, and he just keeps beating everybody.
1: No, they haven't figured it out yet. But, uh, I mean, I think eventually his numbers will come back down to earth, but he's playing ungodly. He's having – I mean, Mahomes did the same shit last year, so – He's kind of having the Mahomes year that uh, of last year.
0: If Baltimore and New England play each other in the AFC Championship game, I got New England. Well, that wasn't my question.
1: <laughs> you, you got, you got to take. No, you you that gotta wasn't my question. Got to take them in the big game.
0: Okay, I'd still take the Ravens
2: for some well, reason. Th-
0: th- guys, this isn't my question. All right, all right.
2: Go ahead with your question.
0: If the Ravens play the Patriots in the AFC Championship game and for somehow, some way, the Ravens win, does Lamar Jackson become better than Patrick Mahomes?
1: No. No. I don't think so. Mahomes had better better numbers last year.
0: Right, but I think Lamar Jackson is more dynamic.
1: Mm, nah, I, yeah, don't think I would
2: so. See, I would agree with Eric only because his team right now has confidence, and it's because of him. They all believe in him right now.
1: Not y'all, saying that they don't y'all believe in forgot Patrick. What it was about? Last but, year.
2: no, no, no. I love Patrick Mahomes. Don't get me wrong. But I just think that the confidence level in Baltimore is at like an all-time high right now.
1: It is. That's M- why they're not winning games. Time, but it's it's a high game, and they're my number one team right now. They're definitely the team to beat. They're hot. Yeah, it's not that but they're Lamar not good, Jackson but they're not doing anything more than Mahomes did last year. Okay, but okay. that's not saying nothing. I mean, Mahomes absolutely crushed the year last year astonished everybody so like to compare that to lamar is big time i mean they're they're the they're the guys right now yeah no doubt taking
0: over the league listen they're they're the future of the quarterback position in my opinion
1: yeah and they're but they're different guys i mean they're not the same no they don't play they don't play the same game at all they don't no. play the same game and and, and one, of, so. one of them
2: was under more scrutiny and that's uh jackson he was questioned last year and he showed everybody what he can do this year, Mahomes, I feel like he didn't really have that. He started off hot right off the bat.
1: But that, but that kind of in itself tells you that he wasn't as big of a deal. Yeah, like, you don't got, you don't got hate. You know what I mean? Like, ha- hate is love for the most part. um He still won the Heisman though. But Patrick Mahomes came in as this guy, like, who the fuck is this guy? They ended redraft in the first round. He sat the whole first year. Yeah, didn't, didn't play a stop. Lamar Jackson was a Heisman Trophy winner that like dropped to the last pick in the first round still a first round draft pick but he was like labeled as an athlete not a quarterback there's where that chip came yeah so it's like yeah he did face scrutiny in that regards but Mahomes was basically like he, no no one there's not a lot of people out there that knew knew what he was going to become
0: yeah all right so let's uh let's run through the top 10 again real quick
1: all right we got Ravens Patriots Saints Seahawks Chiefs which I think is a solid five. Yeah, no, I think that's the that's, that's that one of those teams is bringing home the Lombardi Trophy. One of and those that, five. One of those five, I think, is is a safe bet. Mahomes, Russell Wilson, Drew Brees, Tom Brady, Lamar Jackson, and then my back five is uh, San Francisco, Green Bay, Minnesota, Houston, Los Angeles, the Rams. The Rams. Yeah, just
0: had to make sure. Not the charge you know not, for sure it's not the Chargers. not Carson. No no <laughs> Okay. All right. Let's
1: which they're uh...
2: scrambling right now. They're trying to sell a lot of tickets because they can't catch it to the Rams. Well which I already knew that the but...
1: Chargers should go to St. Louis. No, they need to go back to San Diego. They should just go to St. Louis, man. That that city starved for 14. Well,
0: I mean, who knows? Who knows?
1: Better market than San Diego, money wise i don't know about that
2: uh, uh, f- for sure i think yeah. they'd make more revenue but their following obviously
0: was just their heart was in san diego yeah but all right enough about the chargers let's let's talk about week 14 in the nfl we got a full slate of games 16 games we're done with the bye weeks
1: yeah this is so we got saturday games coming in now right or not yet? not
0: yet uh, i believe that's in two weeks i think it starts week
1: 16.
0: Week 16 and 17, I believe, are the Saturday games.
1: That's right. It's championship week for fantasy. That's when it
0: starts. Yeah. So, all right. Thursday, we got a matchup between two six and 6-6 six teams. We got the Dallas Cowboys going to Chicago to take on the Bears. Dallas is favored minus three in this game. I got Dallas coming in and winning. I know it's been a tough go for them. It's been up and oh, down. Yep. And I know there's a lot of questions surrounding Jason Garrett, but at the end of the day, as crazy as it sounds, I trust Dak Prescott as a a quarterback more than I trust Mitch Trubisky. I think Zeke is prime for a big game. I know Chicago's defense can be stellar at times, led by Khalil Mack, one of the best defensive players in the game right now. But I think the Cowboys need to come out and make a statement. There was a lot of yelling and screaming in the locker room after that Thanksgiving day game and it was according to some sources led by none other than michael bennett so i think he's going to rally that defense and they're going to have a big game and i think cowboys are going to come into chicago and win the game
1: yeah i got cowboys better team
0: yeah same yeah same cowboys okay sunday the first matchup we got for the 10 o'clock games and nfc south matchup between the carolina panthers coming in at five and seven they're going to Atlanta to take on the Falcons, coming in at 3-9. and nine. Atlanta's actually favored in this game, minus 2.5. Obviously, the big news coming from the other day, the Carolina Panthers firing their head coach, Ron Rivera, midseason. Really shocking move, in my opinion, and I'm, I'm really confused by it. I don't like it at all. I don't think Ron Rivera was the problem for them this year. I think, obviously, with Cam Newton getting hurt, that completely derailed their season from the jump. Kyle Allen filled in very well for them and was able to to keep them afloat. Christian McCaffrey was winning them games by himself. So I was really kind of confused by them getting rid of Ron Rivera midseason.
2: Yeah, he wasn't the issue, but with his firing, though, I feel like it's almost certain that Cam's gone now for sure i mean cam was gone i think regardless but but any doubters out there this is the big stamp on it now he's gone now at the end of the season it's
1: a new owner new owner new gm so
0: yeah ron wasn't their guy
1: they fucked up they blew it i mean that 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 was not the move you can't you you don't just get good head coaches and i think he has like almost a 70 percent one percent since he's been there he was in a super bowl within the last five seven years yeah at least 2015 i think so yeah against the broncos um yeah i think they completely blew it whether you're moving on from cam or not uh bad bad fire they're gonna lose because of it you think they lose yeah i think they lose see i think despite i think i think think they blew it i think they deserve to lose and they're gonna lose out just because they traded rivera i got fired rivera
0: fired well i mean Despite the firing, I still think Christian McCaffrey can win them games by himself. And Atlanta's been a complete dumpster fire this year. And that that morale's well, the last like bad. three games though, they've played okay. But beyond
2: that, um, then yes, they have been a I
1: mean, they got a backup quarterback for sure. They're they're not playing with a full deck of cards, but still, I mean, they just they just have reacted and it's it's a new GM and a new ownership on their own guy. Yeah new new head coach new quarterback new gm new owner you both got the falcons winning i have the falcons all
0: right. yeah lone wolf here taking the panthers i guess all right moving on we got the number one team in the tsk show power rankings the baltimore ravens coming in at ten and two they're taking on the buffalo bills at home in buffalo the bills are coming in at nine and three baltimore is favored minus five and a half i got baltimore coming in and winning this game and moving on to 11 and two
1: yeah
2: following the baltimore train all the way to the end of the season
1: yeah i mean it's hard not to you know no yeah most rushing yards ever by two quarter two starting quarterbacks combined josh allen and lamar jackson most rushing yards in the history of the nfl combined to start against each other listen i'm i'm not even in a week 17 matchup there's never been two quarterbacks that matched up for more rushing yards than these two guys
0: yeah and i'm I'm not trying to discredit what buffalo has done i mean listen no one thought the bills would be nine and three this year but baltimore is just a freight train coming in and they're yeah. they're full steam ahead yeah i mean if
1: if if buffalo can give us the uh, the formula then more power to them but i don't see them doing it
0: yeah all right moving on we got an afc north rivalry matchup with the battle of ohio it's saying tickets are
1: as low as nine bucks to for this game, oh, for this game? Well, how much is a flight to Cleveland? Let's go. Shit, we could probably get to the game <laughs> in a flight for under you a big-ass Jacket
2: in that weather? No,
1: it's it's got to be more than a hundred bucks to get to Cleveland this time it's of year. Probably
2: three hundred.
1: I get uh, okay. It is December. I guess it's come on, Tyler. I guess it's Christmas time, so people so are three hundred.
2: Factoring but... in the nine dollars for tickets,
1: Dude, uh, I'm going to still have to say no. Probably cheaper than a Laker game. Oh, big time. <laughs> go to time. Cleveland and back and watch a Browns game, it's for sure cheaper than a Laker game.
0: <laughs> That's insane. But anyway, we got the Cincinnati Bengals coming off their first win of the year.
2: Well, Tyler called it
0: uh, two weeks ago. Yeah. Well, he didn't really call it then. If he, he but, said,
1: but, well, he but, said they were going to win teams at least don't one. Go, teams just, they win a game. It just doesn't happen where you don't win a football game. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: but they went back to Andy Dalton. Got their first win of the year. They're 1-11. They're going to Cleveland to take on Baker Mayfield and the Browns coming in at 5-7. and seven. Cleveland's favored minus 8.5. I got Cleveland winning the game but I don't really feel all that confident in it because Cleveland nah, has been a shit show.
1: You can't feel I think confident. you're just choosing
2: Cleveland just because Cincinnati's been doing... I'm, yeah, I'm
0: purely going based off a of record, and the yeah. records aren't much to go off of in and this that game. Should,
2: that should say something about Cleveland, though. You're just choosing them because they have the better record. No, but it Cleveland, shows you what kind of uh, season they've had all year.
1: Cleveland's still got a shot at getting a winning record, you know. which and, is crazy. And, and they want to do that. You know what I'm saying? Like... Odell and Baker wanna shut people up from hating. So. Well and I think Freddie Kitchens is coaching for his job. I think I think that the effort's effort's gonna be there. So I think I got I got
0: Cleveland. Speaking of Ron Rivera, the Browns need to hire Ron Rivera.
1: They gotta roll with their guys still. They gotta bring Freddie back. I don't know. I don't know about that. He has
0: not <laughs> looked
2: good this
1: season. They, they gotta they gotta change the culture. They they need Freddie's cons- not nah, in. They need consistency. They do they just need to have the same guy there for a while, and build something. Well, that that's he, how you destroy
2: you know, streaks in Cleveland, though. <laughs> that's what they believe is consistency, and look at how far it's got them across all sports.
1: They change head coaches every year. I mean, it's just like it's impossible for a quarterback to grasp anything when you're just constantly changing the, the philosophy of the team, the the direction, the leadership. You need just you just need to, you just need to pick a guy and stick with him purely, so you know what you're doing everybody's on the same page it doesn't even matter if they're they're the best it's just like man you just need some consistency here because you got the talent
0: yeah all right moving on well look at philly who do you have one in the game
1: i mean philly i got cleveland i mean philly rolled with brett brown for fucking ever and they were terrible yeah but they rolled with him because they picked a guy stuck with it everybody learned to to play within that system and then you're then you're developing your talent to play how you want them to play.
0: Yeah, their whole thing was trust the process. Exactly. Who you got winning, Jacob? For which game? Cleveland and Cincinnati. Oh, I already said it. Yet yeah. Cleveland. Oh, okay.
2: Yeah, there's right. no
1: way I'm choosing Just Cincinnati. Sure. Just making sure. No, no, no.
0: I don't care if the tickets are Andy nine bucks. Andy Dalton,
1: all time, all time leader in passing touchdowns. Yeah. For Cincinnati.
0: All right. Next matchup, we got we got the Washington Redskins coming in at three and nine. They're going to Lambeau to take on Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, the number seven team in the TSK Show Power Rankings. Packers coming in at nine and three. The line for this is Green Bay minus 13.
1: Aaron's going to do it to him Easy. I mean, Washington's probably the worst team in the league right now.
0: You think they're worse than Cincy? Yeah, probably. Worse? I mean, yeah, yeah, rookie I mean, quarterback yeah rookie, yeah
1: i gotta i gotta take if like if dwayne haskins and the redskins are playing andy dalton the Bengals, they gotta go with the Bengals. oh yeah
2: okay well then in that with sense, that yeah, yeah. yeah. now i'd still go with green bay in this one
0: easily oh green bay's winning this game in a blowout no doubt but all right next matchup uh an nfc north matchup the detroit lions coming in at three eight and one they're going to minnesota to take on the eight team in the tsk show power rankings the minnesota vikings i gotta
1: look it up this game has like significant fantasy impact for you impact for me i gotta i gotta figure it out well the viking
0: the vikings coming off the loss on monday night football to the seahawks they're coming in at eight and four detroit obviously coming off the heartbreaker on uh thanksgiving day minnesota's favored by 13 points in this game i got minnesota winning this game easily Even if Dalvin Cook doesn't go in this game with the shoulder injury, I still think with Diggs coming back, I know he's kind of banged up, but at this time of year, everybody's banged up. Uh, I got Minnesota winning the game. They're just the better team in my opinion. They have more weapons, too, you know,
2: with Thielen and Rudolph.
0: Oh, we don't know if Thielen's going to play. Well, even
2: even then still, but I just feel like they have even better defense, too, and they just have more weapons. Of, Of course, Cousins is still the issue, but... I still feel like they'd be able to win this one. Uh,
0: what do you got, Tyler?
1: So I'm playing against I'm playing against Dalvin Cook and Kirk Cousins. First round of fantasy playoffs better hope Dalvin doesn't play, man. So that's why I was like, I know that I want Detroit's defense to play well for some reason. <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna go hard on it. I really want Matt Patricia uh, to show up and, and win this game, but ultimately I think in a real world scenario, Minnesota's winning this game.
0: Listen, this is the time of the year where it's it's time for teams to start ruining other teams'
1: seasons, and yeah. Matt Patricia has a very good chance to to start that this Come week. Come on. Give get me Stafford for Ryan. Switch it up. God damn it. You're just going to
0: keep hammering that, huh?
1: Yeah, switch it up, man. Get those guys a fresh start. All right,
0: the next matchup we got, a matchup of two top ten teams in the TSK Show Power Rankings. We got the number six team, the San Francisco 49ers, coming in at 10-2. and two. They're going down to the Bayou to take on the New Orleans Saints, the number three team in the TSK Show Power Rankings, also coming in at 10-2. and two. New Orleans is favored minus 2.5. I got New Orleans winning this game. Drew Brees, Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas, Sean Payton once again. I think they're going to take the new kid in school, take him around the corner, and give him a nice little beating. It's hard to win there, two in the Dome yeah man
2: that that crowd is crazy too noisy we saw it last year with the uh the rams they couldn't hear
1: the the tickets to that game are more expensive than the Kansas City New England game honestly that makes sense to me it's pretty crazy 210 two teams I mean that's solid I got New Orleans winning mm-hmm. at home um, um home field advantage is big time yeah <laughs> and like you said I think the experience is the other one
0: yeah all right, the next matchup we got we got Miami coming in at three and nine. They're going to MetLife to take on the New York Jets. The Jets coming in at four and eight. The line for this is the Jets minus five and a half. I got the Jets winning this game, but I don't know, man. Fitzmagic could pull something off. Yeah, I'm going with Miami in this one. It's it's never it's never easy though for Miami to go up to the northern east coast at this time of year so no. who knows what the snow is going to look like
1: which is all their games jets patriots buffalo bills yeah um, but it's also not easy for people to go to miami i mean what last week well uh what was Sunday? four days ago it was 118 degrees on the field yeah and do you know what kind of home, yeah, that's no you don't know, know what kind of home court advantage <laughs> mm-hmm. that is That's that's insane. I mean, that's that's why they're so tough to beat when they're in Miami. But this is in New York, so I got New York winning.
0: Yeah, I got I got the Jets winning too. All right, moving on. The next matchup we got the Indianapolis Colts coming in at six and six. They're going down to Tampa Bay to take on the Buccaneers, coming in at five and seven. Tampa Bay's favored minus two and a half. I got Jacoby Brissett and the Colts winning this game.
1: Yeah, me too. Let's hope for a a a bad game from. From Godwin, but a monster game from Mike Evans. <laughs> oh yeah, you need
0: Mike Evans to win, huh? Or to do well.
1: No, I need, no, I need Godwin to do bad. Yeah. You and need I, Mike
0: Evans to do well.
1: But I need Mike Evans to do well in my other league. So oh, okay. it's like I really need Mike Evans to just to have that game where he takes over and Godwin plays second fiddle.
0: Yeah. You who you got? Andy? I'm taking the the Colts, yeah. All right. All right. Next matchup we got the Denver Broncos coming in at four and eight they're going to Houston to take on the Texans coming off the big win over the Patriots. Texans are also the number 9 team in the TSK show power rankings. Texans at 8 and 4 and they're favored by minus 9. I think the Texans are going to win the battle of the horses. I got I mean Deshaun Watson, DeAndre Hopkins, Will Fuller. That that offense is explosive.
1: Nah, Houston's going to try and like close this close this gap from from Indy. Try and win this division and, you know, secure their playoff spot.
0: Yeah.
2: Who you got? Oh, in this game? Yeah. Forgot who it
1: was. Hold on.
0: Texans and Broncos. Oh, easily the Texans. Okay. Sorry, I was reading an email. No. Oh, <laughs> Mr. Big Shot over <laughs> here reading emails. We're,
1: doing, we're multitasking. <laughs> yeah. Here. yeah, well, yeah. But. It's part of the
2: TSK show, multitask.
0: Yeah. All right. The next matchup we got. The Chargers coming in at four and eight. They're going down to Jacksonville to take on the four and eight Jaguars. Chargers are favored by a field goal. I got the Chargers winning this game. Derwin James is coming back, so that's gonna be huge for them. Uh Phillip Rivers, man, I don't know. Yeah, he's, he's-
2: questionable. But as rocky as their season is, I would still take them in this game. Um, but yeah, he has been uh pretty questionable the past couple of weeks. What is it, eight interceptions still?
1: Yeah. yeah oh yeah i mean he's just throwing the rock around there he knows it's he knows the season's probably over he's just trying to win games so he's forcing it i think it's like when when i see rivers has stats like that it's not like other quarterbacks where they're doing it because they're trying hard and it's just not working whereas phillips like pressing the issue he knows the risks there um i got jacksonville winning i got Minshew getting the magic and getting it done in jacksonville florida Minshew mania man got him going all right getting the start over Nick Foles that's
0: what I'm talking about hey listen they've been they won last week didn't they pretty sure they did
1: um I'm not sure
0: anyway Uh. whatever all right next game we got the Tennessee Titans coming in at seven and five they're going to Oakland to take on the Raiders coming in at six and six Titans are actually favored on the road minus two and a half but even with that I got. The Raiders getting it done at home and win, winning this game. Hell yeah! I'm still so taking the Raiders. Yep.
1: I don't like. To, I've never liked the Titans. I never give them their props. So, <laughs> not going to start tonight. No. All right, another top ten matchup we got
0: from the TSK Show Power Rankings: the five and the two teams. We got the Kansas City Chiefs coming in at eight and four. They're going up to Foxborough to take on the Patriots coming in at ten and two. New England is favored by a field goal it's, this game is going to be a lot of fun to watch, but ultimately I gotta, I gotta go with the Patriots.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I got, I got, I gotta go with the Patriots. Although this game is going to be awesome. Uh, um, I wish I could watch it. Uh, it's going to be fireworks show for sure. Uh, cause both teams are kind of chippy right now. They're not really doing what they're supposed to do, even though, you know, new England's at 10 and two. It's still just like they still kind of got some shit to prove, so I think it's going to be a good game between the two. But ultimately, I got to go with Brady. Yeah,
2: I'm going with Kansas on this one only because I feel like last week the uh, Patriots' flaws you got a little you can't bit exposed. With Kansas, my man.
1: Yeah. Kansas Kansas City is in Missouri. Yeah, They I play said, in Missouri. I said Kansas City. No, you just said Kansas. Oh, well, Kansas, yeah. I, I know. I'm just flipping no. I, I had <laughs> he to was ta- giving me a hard time. I, I had to take my yeah, shot yeah. when I heard it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, That's no, such no, a no. smart-ass thing to say. I know what you meant. <laughs> yeah.
2: Uh, no, only just because the Patriots' flaws got um, exposed last week, I feel like. They don't have the, t- the same uh, talent as far as on the offensive end. I mean, Brady's still there, obviously, but he doesn't have the pieces besides Edelman. Um what just happened to your mic there?
0: I don't know. I was oh. messing with it. You're going to have to
2: fix that. Uh, but yeah, I'm just going to have to go with the with the Chiefs in this one. It is close because it's hard to bet against the Patriots, especially at home.
0: Yeah, no. I mean, listen, the, the Patriots offense hasn't looked the same this year, but I mean, that defense is just unreal.
1: They're going to add somebody. You're going to hear them signing somebody anytime. Who wasn't?
2: Deion Sanders said that, didn't he? He yeah. said that they're going to add somebody soon.
1: Who? I don't know who, but he's defense <laughs> or offense. He, he
2: must know something that we don't.
1: It's, his name's Antonio. <laughs> you no, you think he's no, gonna no, come no, back? No, no, I think so, I think someone's coming back, and he's he's at the, he's damn near at the top of the list. I mean, he should be. He might be the list. I just wouldn't want to deal with all of his drama, though. But if it comes back and he didn't do anything, we'll see. We'll see what they do. All right.
0: One more uh, afternoon game before we get to Sunday night football. We got the Pittsburgh Steelers going to the desert to take on the Arizona Cardinals. Steelers at seven and five. Cardinals at three eight and one. Pittsburgh is favored minus two and a half. Coming off the win behind backup 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 quarterback Duck Hodges. Quack quack quack. I got I got Pittsburgh winning again, man. It's it's tough with uh, a rookie quarterback and a rookie head coach going up as seasoned. Of a veteran coach is Mike Tomlin, and I mean Pittsburgh, even with all of the drama they've had, the injuries they've suffered with Juju Smith-Schuster being out, James Conner being out, uh, obviously losing Ben Roethlisberger for the season, they've still managed to stay afloat, and they're probably still going to win that division.
1: Well, they're not going to win the division. They're they're in Baltimore. Oh, c- excuse me. Yeah, but but I they mean, can get a playoff spot. Yeah, they still make the playoffs. I mean, excuse seven me. And five so um i i also got got pittsburgh winning this one yeah
0: same all right rivalry week tyler sunday night football (laughs) the number four team in the tsk show power rankings the seattle seahawks coming in at 10 and 2 they're coming to the los angeles memorial coliseum to take on the number 10 team in the tsk show power rankings the los angeles rams coming in at 7 and 5 yeah seattle is favored minus 1 our, our second night game of the week
1: yeah because you guys played on Monday that's right two primetime games in a row Monday and Sunday night no big deal we're prime time like that I mean listen I gotta I gotta stick with my boys I gotta go with the Rams to win the game this is not the team you guys want to play right now for sure I think just Seattle's the <sighs> Russ man he's on MVP campaign Both of these teams. Everybody's healthy. It's just, it's a tough, Seattle's a tough team to be right now.
0: Yeah, and I mean, they were down to the Vikings on Monday Night Football. They were able to come back strong and win the game pretty convincingly. And at the end of the day, both of these teams control their own destinies, and they realistically got to win out to really secure their spots. So it's it's going to be a fun game. I really, really hope we see the Rams team we saw against the Cardinals, but, that's it's a tall task going against these seahawks right now
1: yeah i mean it's a there are our divisions stacked it's a it's a great division so los angeles san francisco seattle they're all great football teams um but yeah gotta roll with my dogs down here in la they gotta come give that ass whooping <laughs> I, I sure hope not uh they're they're coming that's pete's house you, you fuck guys, Pete you, fuck you, Pete Carroll. You guys are playing. <laughs> you, guys, you guys think you, oh, we on this? We own, you guys are playing in Pete's house, all right? God damn it! That's man. where your guys's home court is—is is Pete's house. So Pete Carroll is letting y'all play your games there, but he's gonna come back for this one. I really have no comeback for that because it's so fucking true, and I hate 100% it. A hundred percent true. I, I, I
0: can't say anything you,
1: about, about uh, it. You gotta, you gotta take it for what it is. You are um, you sticking with the, you sticking uh, with the hometown, Jacob? Unfortunately, I have to go with Seattle. Get the <laughs> fuck out only, of here! Only because yeah.
2: I just feel like the Rams haven't played up to par all season. I mean, they they played no, they good. Haven't. No, no, they haven't at all,
1: and I just don't feel like they can win this game. They're not as healthy either. I think Seattle's healthy. That's a big time. I don't think they That's can win this factor. game
2: or the San Francisco game. Unfortunately,
1: yep. There we go. Um, you, I refuse. I, I <laughs> refuse
0: to give up on my boys
1: no i can't do it
0: all right the monday night matchup rival another rivalry matchup these are great games the new york giants coming in at two and ten they're going to philly to take on the eagles coming in at five and seven philly is favored minus nine and a half but we got some breaking news this morning yes sir eli manning is coming back because daniel jones has an ankle injury he's gonna miss the game on sunday I got Monday. I got, or Monday, excuse me.
1: I got the Giants winning this game behind Eli, man. You're Taking, the, Eli, Gi- man. <laughs> You're taking I, the Giants. I, I got, I'm taking New York, dude. Dude, mm. Eli's a two-time Super Bowl winning champ. There's no way he's I not going to th- come out and win this think, game. I just think Giants. Eli getting the start against the Eagles. He knows what this game. It's means. like the the Phillies got Phillies got the way better roster, but New York's got all the juice in this one. They got nothing to lose they got either they got their guy coming in and uh it's a this is one of the better divisional matchups in the game
0: yeah and it's always fun watching these two teams play each other late in the season always something crazy happens uh i mean i'll never forget the deshaun jackson punt return against the giants yeah exactly always something crazy happens in these games yep. uh, the, yeah the Vic game too
1: no i mean the nfc east produces arguably the best games you know nfc east afc north those are some of the best football games ever
0: yeah but all right that uh that wraps up the nfl preview for week 14 this week as we transition now to some hoops the laker game just went final and they ended up beating the jazz 121 to 96 mitchell still got his though he had 29 Yeah, Mitchell had 29, but AD had uh, 26 and 6. LeBron had 20 and 12. KCP was uh, 50% from three-point line with 14 points. Do you remember
2: the game that we went to earlier this year? Well, I mean, he started off the (laughs) season very bad. No, no, no. But do you remember how poor he shot? Yes. And everybody was booing him? Yes, yes, yes. And they
0: wanted him to score? But he's been much better as of late. Oh, yeah. Much better. But this is the second win. Uh, On a back-to-back we got back-to-back wins. They played last night in Denver getting a win over the best defensive team in the NBA the Denver Nuggets so hey two wins in a row after Losing their third game of the season great way to bounce back after a loss but That's not really what we wanted to talk about. I wanted to talk about some more general stuff with what's happening with the league itself and for a while now Tyler we've had conversations on the show Jacob I'm pretty sure we've talked about it as well but we've been talking about how the NBA was on its way to taking over the NFL as the most popular sport in America and there was an article that was published within the last few days and according to Sports Business Journal The ratings for the NBA go as follows. TNT's ratings for NBA games are down 23%. ESPN games are down 20%. Regional Sports networks, so that's Spectrum Sportsnet LA, NBC Sportsnet uh, up in the Bay Area, all of those are regional sports nets. uh, Those are down 13%. So this is really the first time we've seen a significant drop in ratings in the NBA. Now, some regional sport networks have seen growth. Uh, For instance, like Orlando has seen a 125% increase in their ratings on that home station in Orlando that fans watch games on. Atlanta's seen an increase of 43%. Obviously, Trey Young has had a lot to do with that. And then, according to Spectrum Sportsnet, the Lakers channel here in L.A., through 15 games uh, in – Through 15 games of the regular season, the Lakers' ratings on Spectrum Sportsnet were up 45%. Overall, though, as a whole, like I said, ratings are down. People aren't watching as much NBA basketball on traditional television. What do you guys think are some contributing factors? I have three written down. I don't know if you want me to start off with that or if you guys want to start off with what you guys think. I something. think
2: the biggest one, though, and it's the obvious one, too, it's load management. Yeah, P- People are going to these games or watching them on TV, and they're not seeing the stars play. If you're a Clippers fan right now, which is probably the, mo- it's the biggest time to be one, uh, you're watching these games, and you're not seeing Kawhi Leonard play every single game, especially coming off back-to-backs. Same thing with Paul George.
1: No, I think there's only one factor, one factor only, and that's, you're measuring how popular the NBA is by an old number, that's the wrong number. You think the NBA is less popular? It's not. No, I people I, are not watching basketball that way. You touched on just the very end, you said traditionally, right? This is not how people are watching this game. I do not watch any basketball on anything you named, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I'm streaming almost a hundred percent of the NBA games I watch you get your content through game reviews on instagram and youtube it, it, it's not it's not the same day as it was tv ratings have nothing to do to me with like the popularity of the game Interesting. I, I don't think that like load management and james harden go into the free throw line that's just the topic of the day there's always something that's like not perfect about the game i don't, I don't think that, that i don't think that the nba is less popular okay no, i think no, I, think it's, it's, I think it's worldwide and, it's that, the, and that's well, why i think soccer. you see the growth in like certain places and not other places because there's there's probably places that watch more tv than others or educate you know educational backgrounds and like using technology to like stream stuff i just think you know there's different demographics of it but overall in general tv ratings are not a way you, you should judge the nba
0: right so okay so I had three things written down as what I thought were contributing factors to ratings being down. One of which was, like Jacob said, load management. According to Yahoo, 64% of the TNT games that have been nationally televised this season have had an injured star missing from that game. Yeah. So that's a big factor. Another thing I had written down, which kind of goes to what you're talking about, Tyler. The immediacy of highlights on social media. People don't need to watch the full game. No, you just because watch, they can yeah. just see the coolest highlights on mm-hmm. Instagram, that's, Twitter. That's,
1: yeah, exactly. That's not how seventeen-year-olds digest content. Right. They don't sit down and watch a game for two and a half hours. They they get the clips instantly. Well, and another part of
0: that is, for instance, and you see this in baseball with the MLB. The MLB will go after people who rip highlights from games and post it on the internet like the nba will file or the mlb will file like copyright claims with twitter and get those videos taken down the nba doesn't care they will just let a video go because they understand it's a brand
1: it's a brand and, and ultimately they make their money from from product and and tickets and stuff like that so that you know, having good TV ratings doesn't affect how much how many jerseys you sell, right? Or how expensive the tickets are. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like that that doesn't affect it. It's all about the brand, and that's how that's the way the world's going. So, I think that you know, like load management is an issue, but what it's a threat to like the to the quality of this to the game, but it's not a threat. Like safety is the football. You know what I mean? It's not a major right threat,
0: but. What it does threaten is the financial aspect. Is these like huge, huge, multi-billion no, dollars? No, they're gonna have to pay this.
1: They're gonna pay. They're gonna pay YouTube. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. It's gonna be different. It's just like everything's changing. So it's just like I think everything will. You know, the solution, the the problem, the solution will change together. Now the third, you'll get that revenue. Yeah, the, I think at the and, end and, of the day, and, and you'll get that revenue. And here comes the next topic with an in-season tournament
0: well I I wasn't I wasn't done no yet I, know, with... I
1: know but that that's what I, that's like yeah. where we're going with this you you innovate
0: right yeah no I think at the end of the day the NBA will figure out a way to figure out how the with the NBA TV ratings being down how to still financially compensate everybody equally and to they,
1: and not just the NBA everyone right you know TV shows there's a race war for streaming rights yeah and and everything really every sport
0: yeah i mean i think the nba ratings being down i don't think it's a indicative of the nba doing something wrong i think it's indicative of the times that we're in and how people consume media and content
1: yeah exactly it's all that's the main i think that that's the main and quite possibly the only factor
0: well one other factor that i had written down was the west coast imbalance of the nba lebron doesn't start his games usually until it. Either nine thirty or ten thirty PM Eastern Time, and ultimately the West, the Western Conference, has more talent in it than the Eastern Conference, and it's been like that for a while too.
1: Well, that's and that argument right there is why I don't think that it's a real th- issue. The West has always been the West. The West has always played at these times. Magic Johnson played at these times. You know, all those great teams in the West in the nineties, the Rockets, the Sonics, they they played at these times. It's all it, that's always been the f- you know i don't think that's anything new okay
0: no i mean i just i th- i thought it was very interesting because i mean for so long we have looked at tv ratings as the end all be all and because there... yeah
1: because it was
0: yeah and there there has been a lot of talk uh, about the the ratings being down the there was talks uh, a few years ago when a lot of people were really beating the drum that the nba was going to take over the nfl because the nfl tv ratings were down so it's it's just kind of interesting uh, to see the comparisons yeah
1: yeah. and so i mean i guess ultimately i just sit on the fence that tv ratings is a thing of the past yeah no i definitely think it it's
0: an outdated (laughs) way to to measure what the pulse of the popularity of the sport
1: nfl product strong as long as people don't figure out that it kills people (laughs) and then you know basketball is going to be strong yeah It it just it's do you do you enjoy watching a game less? No. Do you do you do you watch the Lakers even if Brons not playing? Yes. Boom. There it is.
2: I still watch TNT if it's on, yeah. and, and I mean, even yeah, even if the Lakers aren't playing. I think yeah, the, yeah, I think I the three think of us,
1: our, it, but that but those are the people that are watching games, or people like the three of us. Like, yeah. I just it's. It's it's all in the 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 perspective of TV ratings. The average Joe that, that just watches the, their favorite team. That's the wrong perspective. I, I literally couldn't care less what the NBA's like TV ratings were. i would tell you like what real people are walking around talking about.
0: Yeah. So all right, like you said, the next topic we were going to discuss was that in season tournament, and there's a couple other things revolving around that in season tournament. Yeah. Uh, and I'll kind of break it down for. For everybody so the nba and the nba players association along with their broadcast partners are are having discussions that would vastly alter the the league calendar the changes include the reseeding of the four conference finalists uh, in the playoffs a 30-team in-season tournament and then postseason play-in these changes wouldn't be able to take place until the 2021-2022 season which is not next season, but the season after, which would be the league's seventy-fifth anniversary season. But the league's Board of Governors hopes to vote on some, if not all, of these proposals during their scheduled April 2020 meeting. And I'm gonna kinda go one by one. First we'll talk about like the reseeding, then the in-season tournament and so on yeah. and so forth. So first the the reseeding once it's the conference finals this is this is kind of how it's going to break down and then we'll kind of discuss our thoughts on it the remaining four teams in the conference finals would be reseeded based on the best regular season record where we could potentially see an NBA Finals where we have the top two teams in the league regardless of conference but based on record play in the NBA Finals so let's say for instance the lakers and clippers ended with the best two records for the regular season they were the top two teams and they made it to the western conference finals and let's say it was toronto and philly it would be lakers clippers and then toronto and philly it, they would get reseeded yep. so one would play four two would play or two would play three yeah let's say the lakers and clippers both win those series they play in the NBA Finals. Man. What What do we think about that? It's a little weird, but I think
2: it's good to the people who, a couple years ago when it was the Warriors and Cavs, and you just kept seeing them over and over again, and you knew the Warriors were going to win. But the series before that almost felt like a, an NBA Finals You know, like atmosphere with them and the Rockets at times. Now you have them and the Spurs, exactly. So you have those years, and you're like, man, I wish this was the finals. So it's good in that aspect, but it's like it's traditionally it just seems right to have an East and a West
0: go head to head. Yeah, and I think as we go through each of these proposals that the NBA is talking about changing, the biggest thing is these are so not traditional to the NBA. So yeah, people hate change. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I I actually like that the NBA is trying to, like, mix it up. And this one, the more I chewed on it, the more I, I, I kind of leaned the other way than I initially did. But um, now I kind of like, I kind of, I, I don't really like it now. I initially was just like, yeah, let's do it. But now it's just like, yo, you got to beat these teams to get to the championship anyways. That's how all sports have been. like, seating is not perfect. It's just, like, the organization of it it's like yeah i mean the second seed could have lost their star right before the playoffs and now the seven seed just blows them out you know what i mean you can't just always like uh, in order to get to the championship you have to go through everybody you know what i'm saying like there is one team at the end so it's like yeah just because the warriors and the rockets played in the western conference finals and it should have been the final it's like the warriors still had to beat the rockets you know fact doesn't that that doesn't change so um I think that the more I've chewed on it, the less I like reseeding. I I do like the idea of like a West and the East, or it's like if that's the case, then just fuck it all, just scrap it all. Like, don't, why why even have any divisions? Just have thirty teams out there. Yeah. Like, you know, what's what's the what's the what's like the what's the goal? You know.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think at the end of the day, at the end of the day, for this, I would want to stick with the traditional east versus west in the nba finals they've already gotten rid of it in the all-star game which i think is completely okay because the all-star game is just to showcase the all-stars yeah. yeah and it's been boring in the past couple of years right. so it's
2: like switch
0: it up and seeing seeing guys in the same conference play like with guys from other conferences in the all-star game i think is really cool but i think ultimately that competition in the nba between the west and the east i think having that in the finals is the ultimate winner
1: yeah it's just um it's not necessarily staying true it's just the fact that it's like as an athlete I'm like you got to beat everybody it doesn't matter when you play them like you just get you got to beat. you have to beat everybody to be a champ that's the whole that's the whole thing about it is there one team standing so it doesn't matter when or where you beat them you just got to beat them
0: yeah so I think you want to
2: I would keep it the same. You would keep it the I same. I wouldn't change we it. We would all keep it the same then. M- maybe a reduction because before a certain year they used to have best of five, correct? In, yeah. In the first round. Now, why don't they just do that if they really want to uh, to just maybe not dial back on it completely, but just you know cancel a couple games?
1: Well, like the goal of this like rule would be to get the two best teams in the NBA to play in the finals, right? Which I get, but it's like that's just kind of like. That Like, has so often that's not going to work out for you. One of those two teams is going to lose. So it's like, oh, whoa. So yeah, there's always do, upsets. So why did we recede this anyways, you know? Like, it, it just – it it doesn't – nothing works out perfectly like that when it comes to sports. So you might as well, I think, just stick to, like, it's cool having a West and an East. Um, It gives it a whole meaning to having the conferences. And it's like if you don't, then you might as well, like, reorganize everything.
0: Yeah, I think if you're going to
1: – and just be like a NCAA tournament where it's just like, you're, you are the two seed and you're the nine seed. That's what it is. You know, like you, there's nothing else because yeah. that's what they want. They want the one and the two seed to play, you know, so just call it that. Don't don't have East and West conferences.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think for March Madness, I think the goal is to always have all four number one seeds make it to the, well, and it's and never if, like if, that.
1: But if I'm just saying, if you look at it in like a 16 team bracket, not even the final four. Right. You know, it's not perfect. Got to beat everybody. You know, upsets will happen. You can't, like, you can't, like, force it, you know? Yeah. Now, all right,
0: moving on to the next proposal. This 30-team in-season tournament is very interesting, and I want you guys to bear with me as I try and explain this as best as I can. First, the season would be shortened to a minimum of 78 regular season games. Yeah. Yeah. So they're only getting rid of four. There is a possibility, however, where based on possible in-season tournament and
1: outcomes and playing you get bumped out earlier, right?
0: Based on a possible, based on possible in-season tournament and playing game scenarios, a team could potentially play a total maximum of eighty-three regular season games, mm-hmm. one more regular season than is already set. The tournament would start with a divisional group stage that would be part of scheduled regular season games between yourself and your divisional opponents. Mm -hmm. The six divisional winners from that group stage, based on home and away records in the group stage, and then the two teams with the next best record, so eight teams total, would then move on to a single elimination knockout stage, where eventually a champion of this in-season tournament would be crowned. There have been discussions on how to incentivize teams and players to get amped up for an in-season tournament that is unfamiliar to the nba this is really taken from a model that europe uses with these in-season tournaments that a lot of the european leagues have
1: and high schoolers
0: yeah, and high schoolers uh but mark stein of the new york times has reported that one possible idea that has been proposed on how to get teams and players more excited for a tournament like this would be to compensate the tournament winner with an additional first-round draft pick. So that could be enticing.
1: That's. A- I don't know how
2: I feel about the draft pick, though, because traditionally, again, you're going back to the traditional, but, like, you get draft picks because either A, you get them in trades, or, a because, or B, because you
0: suck, and that's unfortunately how you get them. But because this is so non-traditional, how do you get players and teams excited to play for this championship quote-unquote trophy that isn't the larry o'brien trophy
1: so the, this is the opposite of the last role where it's like initially i didn't really like it and now the more i've thought about it, i do like it see just, i hate this just, just this is, yeah this is by far the I, worst idea I, I like it because it counts as your regular season games so it's like it it, it has
0: only the divisional round starts as yeah, regular season games yeah the, so,
1: so so those games have meaning yeah okay all right so you have the meaning in the in in those games. And then you have this single elimination tournament where there's no meaning to the games for the regular season record, maybe. But the whole the whole reason to have any there's one the one word. Money. Money. So it's like, what should be the incentive? Money. Money. What are you gonna generate? Two billion dollars on an in-season NBA tournament? Probably. So give these guys a financial uh, incentive based upon like their salaries, you know whether it's, you know like, I th- whether it's like a flat lump sum like every player gets a mill. So those role players are just playing like playing hard. I mean you you hand out a million dollars, which is chump change, to the revenue that this thing would produce. You give a guy like like Alex Caruso a million bucks, he's gonna play so much harder because that just takes his that's like a twenty five percent increase in salary, maybe even more.
0: Yeah, I mean, there there still needs to be more discussions on how to compensate
1: I'd, the, and the players. I, and and I strongly think that a, a first round draft pick is way too much. That's yeah, way no, too I would, much I compensation. I would not include the
2: draft pick. You it's get way the, too you get the draft pick
1: in the lottery. See, I mean, I think that's draft that. is an ethical thing. I think draft is like let's do the right thing. We got new players coming in. Everybody gets one pick per round if you want to trade those go ahead but it's just like everybody lines up and picks their guy in order
0: yeah i mean to me it's just like i just i don't think yeah obviously if the money was right you could get these players really stoked to try and compete for this tournament but i just think nba players and basketball players that have grown up with their dream of their dream being to win an NBA championship in the Larry O'Brien no, trophy. It's not, it's, it's
1: not going to be the same, but it's going to be, it's going to be just like anything else, any other secondary like type of accomplishments. Like, how does this just not turn expensive. into the all-star game it, though? It, and it, yeah.
2: They, well, it'd be the same thing almost, except that it actually matters.
1: Which is what the NBA wants. Like, right. But ding, I'm saying, how do they get it to matter? That's a win. The, the all-star game doesn't matter. It's a gener gener it's a generate generator of revenue. Yeah. That's what that is that is the plan that's the goal. It will generate revenue. But, but like wh-
0: all these all these contracts with players and broadcast partners, they're all based off an 82 game season. What if a team only plays 78 games like Yeah, they're going to get do, screwed. Do the players contracts get prorated and they lose money? Absolutely. No.
1: No, they wouldn't lose money if it's prorated. Yeah. It's prorated because yeah, because they, they didn't play they, a full they, 82 games. They would get they would get a sal- they would get a yearly salary. Which I, some d- teams... I don't want to make it any more any more complicated than that, but the NBA and all their people would figure out they would just pay everybody evenly. It wouldn't be based on like per game thing. So players would
0: stop getting game checks, they would just get a check at the end of the month basically.
1: I mean, maybe, I don't know. I'm not that's not that's not where my education lies. <laughs> I'm just saying they would they would they would figure it out. That wouldn't be the issue. The 78 to 83 five game swing wouldn't be wouldn't be like teams being like, yo, this dude got paid this much to play in 78 games and I only got this for 83. That's not, that's well, not, well, the you NBA just eliminate, will compensate players
2: enough. By eliminating just those two or three games, though, or the four games or five games, um, these home teams, some teams, at home, they're going to be losing revenue on two home games. Yeah. So that's, that's a huge that's issue huge. for them and their uh, TV networks.
1: It's a shared revenue league anyways, though. You have, yes, you have your baseline for your market value. but well, everybody's you all, greedy. That's why they you want also money. Dre- like, the, they also generate, there's there's also, gener- uh you know, like revenue from every team pulling into the NBA as a whole. It's not just like the Bucks only get the money Milwaukee brings in. L.A., new york they they are they're temple like franchises to the lead they hold everybody's uh, finances up now let me ask you this tyler you got so many incentives you know like if you're all tournament team you get awards you know what i mean like there's so many different ways to do it and it would become a legendary thing like in 20 years our kids wouldn't know any different and they'd be like oh yeah like he's always envy tournament mvp
0: well yeah but then it's like what do you do with all these records that were based on 82 game seasons
1: dude things change well, you can't I just mean, scrap them you would yeah, just add to th- them things change in it's that just regard. like in the in the nba tournament era okay in the, in the super bowl era pe- yeah people in the I modern mean, era things have always changed the nfl played 12 games 30 years ago
0: yeah okay now let me ask you this tyler do you like this model better than your 66 game plan
1: no not at all no way. <laughs> of course he's not gonna like that <laughs> Hell no. hey i had to make sure i had no, to make sure i like, I like at, okay so like if they were to do that tournament in every game counted so it's just like every game counted towards the regular season then i would be for the 66 like like 66 is the cap you know like i'd be for it
0: yeah all right now there's one other thing that they have yet to figure out really with this in-season tournament and they don't know where to place it in the calendar yeah that's an issue if you don't so know where, where the hell you're gonna it. put it well here's here here <laughs> They know where to place it the nba doesn't want to compete with the nfl postseason it doesn't want to compete with the super bowl it doesn't want to compete with march madness the nba they're the, being too nice well the nba players association didn't want to shorten the the players all-star breaks reportedly some common ground has been found on the best time to have it being post Thanksgiving leading into probably about mid December so probably about next week or so
1: see i think that i think perfectly what you do as you start that that fucking bang out i mean the tournament starts Christmas Eve and Christmas Day and you're just like this is our kickoff we start on Christmas and it's you know into the new year, and and then and then you know like a month after it ends is all star break. Well, the reason the NBA wants and that's week sixteen, seventeen in the NFL, which is absolutely like the most up and down weeks of the NFL. It's either all the importance of the yeah, world, and then there's no or baseball no either,
2: so you don't compete with the MLB as I, well.
1: And it's just like Christmas Day is always already such a big NBA day. Well, I think the the. Think of how big those games would be.
0: I think the reasoning behind it, them wanting it post-Thanksgiving into mid-December is they still want Christmas Day to stand alone as its own marquee day for the nba
2: yeah because you when you think of the nfl on thanksgiving you obviously think of football but for christmas you think of basketball
1: which is why i think they just double down and i get where you're saying like that's a whole nother uh, revenue thing that you can a whole nother revenue stream you can tap into like don't double dip your revenues you know yeah possibilities but i just feel like if they did a, a kickoff where you know all like all 30 teams play on christmas Eve and christmas day yeah no you I know, mean fifteen games, it's like it's like the first two days of March Madness. Yeah that, no I like how,
0: that's how you do it. I like I like the idea of starting the tournament Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. Um, but I I, I also like the the post Thanksgiving to mid December and also having Christmas Day. That's the right time to long.
1: do it. You got to keep it like winter tournament mm-hmm. high school basketball style. Yeah yeah I wouldn't screw with
0: the uh, with the Christmas Day at all. Yeah so all right. Are we for or against this in-season tournament? Tyler, you're for it? I'm for it. No, no, no. I hate this in-season tournament. I'm also against it. So, all right, the last scenario that the NBA wants to propose is a play-in scenario for the playoffs. This would be a 2-14 tournament featuring the 7th, 8th, ninth, and 10th seeds in the Western and Eastern Conferences. The seventh seed would host the eighth seed with the winner of that game earning the seventh spot in that conference. Then the nine and the ten seed would play each other. The winner of that game would face the loser of the seven eight matchup. The winner of the eight or the seven or the eight versus the nine or the ten would be the eighth seed, basically.
1: Yeah, they're trying to give like they're trying to give you, you know, if you're a top eight team, you get two shots at winning it. Right. So just because you lose that first one doesn't, you know, that protects them from having nine, ten seed in the playoffs. Right. But uh, I mean, I think this is the best one. I think it's the best idea of the three.
0: Yeah, and I think it it deters teams from tanking, which they've already started to do with making the the worst team, the th- the three worst teams in each conference having or the. Th- the three worst teams in the league having an equal shot at the top pick. So I think this is just another way to deter
1: tanking. Yeah. I am okay with I'm okay with this model. Yeah. I'd rather see I'd rather see seven, 10, eight, nine, 1 game playing. Yeah. I think it's um, cool. Just because like I do not I d I don't I don't really think that like you should have two playing games. Um that just kinda seems weird. As far as like a seven, eight team, the loser has to play a second playing game. You know what I mean? Well, I'd no, rather, they would. That's what I'm saying. I I'm not that's not necessarily my favorite way to do it. Right. I would rather just have two two games, two winners are in the playoffs. Yeah. But uh but I'm okay with that structure. And ultimately I think this is the best idea out of the three.
0: Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. I think it's the best out of the three. And I think I would also just rather it any be any way
1: to extend seasons into the postseason for NBA teams, I think is better for your product. Yeah, like if, you're you gonna, said, if, if you're gonna take banking. away
2: games from the season,
0: just add them to the postseason, you know, so
2: to speak.
1: Yeah, like in the MLB, that
0: one wild card game counts as a postseason game for that team. Yeah. It's not a another regular season game. So Which
1: is is you know, different revenue rules. So you get 100%. more you get more of that money. So it's 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 an incentive to get there.
0: And it's like that one game is more suspenseful than what a seven game series is, obviously. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, I I like this idea. I think it adds another wrinkle to the playoffs.
1: I'm ready for change. I think that the NBA has always been innovative, and I'm ready to accept it because you know it's just like shit. It might not be. It might make it better. You just know? don't we want to know. accept the NCAA tournament. We we don't know. You know, yeah, you won't know, know unless you try. But you know, you you love the you love like all other sorts of tournaments. You know, this one just happens to be in the middle of the year. It's like it's not going to be worse than the Pro Bowl. Yeah you know it's not gonna no, be worse no. than the freaking all like all-star you know an all-star game it's 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 still gonna be meaningful games at the front of it and then at the end of it it's it's gonna be a tournament with pros out there whether the stars play or not
0: yeah i was listening to uh matt barnes and stephen jackson's podcast all the smoke and stephen jackson i don't remember how it came up but i think it was basically like what would you say to your younger self or whatever as you're like trying to come up and trying to get to the nba and i think it has to do with the changes that the nba wants to make as well but nothing beats a failure but a try is what stephen jackson yeah said.
1: And, I, and nba has always just stayed ahead of the curve always and been I, one of the most I, progressive leagues in yeah sports. and i think that that's why it's so great i think that they're trying to you know evolve to the kids you know make it make it just a better product always so and and these kids grow up playing in tournaments
0: yeah so all right you're you're good for two out of these three or all three
1: i mean i'm a, i'm cool if all, all three of them went down you know um like i said i've i've kind of like slowly um talked myself out of the reseeding for the last four just because i just does i don't think it matters it yeah. matters who's the last one standing so this so the way you get there doesn't matter like you could possibly play the the hardest team first round yeah the you know it's like i don't know so that that's like my least favorite but I, i'm down with all three honestly i i would love to see uh the nba try some of this stuff
0: yeah i think if i was to to rank it from like favorite to least favorite out of these three i would probably say my favorite is the play-in scenario with seven eight nine and ten my second favorite would probably be the reseeding and then i'm really just not about this in-season tournament
2: yeah that's uh, because i would probably do the same thing i don't know about the same order but The third one and worst one is the uh, play-in, or sorry, the in-season tournament. I think that that was the worst one. I think
1: you guys were just hearing the word tournament and just like it it just sounds weird. And I think the placing is weird because like the play the play games are already regular schedule season games. So the only weird thing about it would be that eight-team single elimination tournament for you guys, right? And it's like we are, but
0: we already have this problem
1: with. But college basketball does it. High school basketball does it. Overseas basketball does it. But we have, we have this problem with load management in the NBA, and it's like, what if these players sit out these tournament games that are supposed to bring in all this and they're revenue? Then still going to be boring. Then those role players are going to ball out, and they're going to obviously be the ones playing for the incentives, and ultimately it's still going to be a good product. I don't know. I'll tell you what, if they, that ATM single and tournament, you think those stands are going to be empty? No, I don't think the stands are going to be empty at all. So it's a win for the NBA, bang, bang. It's going to be on TV. Those tickets are going to be sold are gonna still be buying merch? It's gonna be all all gravy. I guess when you put it that way. Doesn't matter if Fred Van Vliet and Siakam are holding the trophy. You know, it it just it's it's the NBA's got a good product.
0: Yeah. So all right, one last thing before we wrap up and get out of here. People always used to ask who is the next MJ? And I saw this on the jump with Rachel Nichols, and she kind of really kick-started this idea in my head because i thought it was really interesting but like i was saying people people always used to ask who is the next mj and as it became more clear that there wasn't going to be a next people kind of just stopped asking the question and with lebron playing longer and longer and this younger generation of nba players having grown up watching lebron rachel nichols brought up the idea that luca Luka Doncic is the first player in the NBA to have a
1: LeBron modeled game. What what do you guys think of that? I disagree. I mean, I think he's 6-8 and he's a good passer. Well, I think he, he has, has the like offensive
2: LeBron. overall game LeBron. like LeBron, but he doesn't have the defense like LeBron. And he especially does not have the athleticism like
0: LeBron. Okay, take away athleticism, size, and the freak of nature that LeBron is. But that
1: is LeBron. That's my point right there. Okay, that's LeBron. That's where it starts and finishes. That's where the modeled game is. Okay, is is he is a freak of nature that does everything. So it's like it's guys like Zion that I feel like mo- he like watched LeBron more than Luca did. I think Luka's game is more modeled off of Nash and Curry. You know, it's a, it's those guys that that like. He's not a, he. He can't do what LeBron does. He's just a good passer that's six eight. Okay, I think that's that's where it stops and ends with Luca's comparison. I do I do get what she's talking about. Like who's going to be that first guy that like the copy and paste guy that Kobe was to Jordan. Right. But it's the, but the, that the, was identical to Jordan. The, yeah exactly. The the athleticism has to be there, or you you're not going to be able to copy and paste LeBron. Okay. And LeBron's like legacy is a lot off the court too, so I think a lot of it has to do with that. Yeah. But Luca to me is not is not the first LeBron. Mod- I think there's been a lot of athletes that have modeled his game after LeBron that just haven't been as good as him. Like we've seen a lot of these like six eight six nine athletes that are you know even like a Ben Simmons. We were talking about Darius Miles earlier tonight. Yeah. Well, I, he was before LeBron, but uh, it's like well the. Athlete. You that know, he, the, these guys that model their game after LeBron just haven't been as good as him yet. We just haven't seen it yet. So I would disagree with her. I think it stops and ends with, like, being a playmaker, pass-first guy, and being that size.
2: Okay. He has similar threats on offense, but it's like what Tyler says. He doesn't have that same drive that LeBron has, too. It's like he has maybe the shot. He probably actually has a better shot than LeBron. He does. So yeah, and, and his his court vision is pretty similar too and he puts up like LeBron type numbers as far as his triple doubles as far as he's you know this past month too yeah the counting numbers but I think that's where it stops though yeah
1: and that's and that's part of the era that he's playing in his numbers are inflated just like if LeBron came into the league right now and he was 20 years old right now his numbers would be a little bit better than they were in 2003 but that's just like the nature of, of sports yeah so I mean like like we
0: said for counting numbers Luca became the third player in NBA history to average a 30-point triple-double for an entire calendar month. Oscar Robertson did it 5 times and Russell Westbrook has done it twice. Luca averaged 32.4 points per game, 10.3 rebounds a game and 10.4 assists per game for the month of November and
1: it's No, he's he's amazing. I mean, he's got but he's got a little bit of bird in him. He's got yeah. a little he's got a little bit of Yeah,
2: it's funny that he says that. I um I was watching tapes of him which I think the the article I was reading too was just comparing Luca's step back with Harden's step back, so they were just comparing each other's games. But in watching his film, he does have a lot of Bird of like what Tyler says.
1: Well, like and in the sense like he's a he's a decent defender. He's he's a bigger guy. He's a good rebounder. Like Bird did all those things. Yeah, he Bird right. wasn't athletic either, no, but he no, still beat you. Knockdown shooter. Yeah, exactly. Crafty player. Yeah. Um, no, I don't think like LeBron is a freight train.
0: Yeah. One thing. One thing that Rachel Nichols did mention in that video that we kind of based this conversation off of is Luca and LeBron's ability to be that facilitator and that playmaker from the four position and Larry Bird could do the same exact thing
1: well it's just like I, you know Magic Johnson so it's just like I think Magic jo- it's just the way we're labeling them in the day you know like today LeBron's a small four Luca is a guard Magic Johnson was a point yeah like we just we label them different due to the era um so it's like ultimately i think i disagree with that comparison okay i think luca did not model his game after lebron
0: okay all right he
2: got some key points from it but i don't think he took everything
0: yeah yeah so all right you got a shout out before we get out of here fellas tyler you want to start it off you got one uh i had one i got to think about it
2: jacob shouting out the uh, uh Lamar Jackson and the Ravens, I want oh. to see them keep winning, okay? Yeah, I, I know okay. I'm a Rams fan, but I do like the success they've had in Baltimore, and I want to see it go into the postseason, okay? Tyler, did
0: you remember yours?
1: I did, it was my the homie for the women's U.S. national team, Megan. Um, I'm not going to try and pronounce the the soccer award she won because oh, Megan Rapino, yeah, uh, oh, the ballon de yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't know how to pronounce it because <laughs> so I don't want to i don't want to sound dumb but i know what it represents and that's the best soccer player in the world so um she she's a uh she's the best soccer she's the best player in the most popular sport in the world and she's an american so i got to give her props and i think that she's a she's arguably the best american athlete on the world right now i think you know she's up there for sure i think lebron tiger uh the the gymnast Uh, Simone Biles you know like those are people that I think you could throw in the mix but she's right there as like arguably the best American athlete in the world
0: yeah no doubt and then I gotta shout out my favorite rapper of all time The Game for dropping his last album Born to Rap last week honestly I think it's yeah how is it I didn't I haven't actually even listened to it honestly I think it's his best work since Jesus Peace oh really yeah Um, which I did
2: like Jesus Peace a lot
0: yeah so I mean if you're a fan of hip-hop I highly highly recommend you give it a listen. Go check it out, Born to Rap. So, with that, that wraps up this episode of the TSK Show. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you decide to listen to the TSK show so you can stay up to date on the newest episodes of the show. Don't forget to follow at TSK Show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Follow all of us at the Duke of Sports, at Tyler Picholke, and at Jacob Double underscore Gonzalez. We appreciate you all so much for listening. Stay tuned for the next episode of the TSK Show. Peace.